Hello and welcome to the Heart to Handle Sports Podcast. This is episode number 50. My name is Ismael San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. Kawhi Leonard drops 45 points in an elimination game. He is amazing. Also, the Lakers, the Lakers don't show up in Staples Center. They get eliminated in six versus the Suns. And Terry Scott is out as the head coach for the Portland Trailblazers. All of this on this short episode of the Hearts Handles Sports Podcast. Let's get started. Kawhi Leonard, facing elimination, drops 45 points, puts the Clippers on his back, forces a Game 7. We will be going back to Los Angeles. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, what a way to bounce back after Game 5 where it looked like he was deferring. He didn't want to take over. He didn't want to be the lead, man. He goes into Dallas. Crucial victory by the Clippers, forces a Game 7. Um... If I was a betting man, I think I would go for the Clippers winning Game 7. In my predictions for the first round, I had the series going 7. But I didn't I didn't have, I don't know, the guts to call it. I think it was too close to call, in my opinion. Uh, all of the away teams have won so far. So, which would be crazy if all seven of the, of the, if in all seven games the away team wins. That would happen if Dallas wins in L.A. on Sunday. But I don't think that will happen. I think the the Clippers will finally get a home stand. They will get a home victory, and they will move on in seven. Um, pretty much the West is wide open. The Lakers are out. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But the West is wide open. If the Clippers want to go to the finals, the Clippers want to even get to uh, Western Conference Finals for the first time, this is the year. Uh, not to... Uh, not to take anything away from the teams remaining, the Jazz, the Suns, um, the Denver Nuggets, they're all good teams. But if the Clippers move on, if they're able to get over this hurdle, I think they should be the favorites to make it out of the West. Or they should at least be favorites to make it to the Western Conference Final. So this is crucial if you're a Clipper fan. Um, if you've suffered for a long, long time, they made you suffer this first round. I think you're, there's a lot of optimism if they're able to get the job done. But back to Game 6. Kawhi Leonard just taking over the third quarter. I believe he had 17 points, and he demoralized the Mavs' defense. No one could stop him. Uh, he was kind of headhunting Luka at the end. Luka can't keep up with Kawhi Leonard. He can't defend him. So it was it was a sight to behold. I'm proud of Kawhi Leonard. I'm proud for, for the dog that he showed in Game 6. And it was just an unbelievable performance. Again, Luka, I think Luka has to do a lot more. Uh, I think at the end of the game, he was deferring too much. He wasn't taking uh, all the shots. It could be fatigue. He's carrying this team for five games already. It could be fatigue. He ended up with 29 points, 11 11 assists, and eight rebounds, which is a great stat line. But he did get some couple threes at the end when the game was almost over. I need him to be more aggressive. I need him to attack, uh, not just settle for jump shots. Or when he drives to the rim, he, he can't just settle with kicking the ball out and and hoping that his teammates make shots because at the end there was some couple there was a lot of open threes that his teammates were just not making. Finney Smith, uh, Tim Hardaway ended with twenty three points, but he had a couple open shots at the end that he couldn't knock down. Uh, Josh Richardson, um, Kleba, there was there was some open threes at the end that Luca set up and they the Mavs his teammates just couldn't um, make them. So in Game Seven, I'm looking for Luca to come out aggressive, get his points. Uh, if if it requires him to drop forty, then so be it. Because he needs to, he needs the the Clippers are going to be the hardest matchup for the Mavericks, in my opinion. They were to beat the beat the Clippers, they could beat anybody. 
but it's going to be a crazy game seven. I'm excited for game seven. Um, this is the first one, I believe, from the first round of the playoffs. So game sevens are like nothing else. It's crazy that the that the away team has won the first six games in this series. It has never happened before. This is ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Well, that happened for the seventh game. Uh, that would be insane if the Mavs are able to pull it off, get another victory in L.A. But my gut is telling me that the Clippers are going to be able to be able to just sneak out of this one and, and get a home win and move on in the next round. What do you guys think? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or just comment down below. Uh, what do you guys think? Who do you guys think is going to win Game 7? Uh, I think uh, I would give the Clippers the slight edge just because they have the two superstars. Kawhi Leonard showed what he could do once he puts his head into it, and I think he'll do that for Game 7. Also, Paul George hasn't been playing bad. And Porzingis, oh my God, he's terrible. He has... Uh, get Lucas some help. Uh, that's another topic for another time. If, if the Mavs get eliminated, I got to go on a little rant for uh, for the Mavs getting some Luka some help. But I think regardless, it's going to be a good game. Game 7 must watch on Sunday. I believe is at noon or 3 p.m. Eastern time. Something like that. Make sure to watch that game. It's going to be a great game. I, I expect big things from Kawhi. I expect big things from Luka. And uh, we'll see how these coaches uh, keep playing their chess moves. Like we've seen... We've seen uh, Tyron Lue bench Patrick Beverly. Um, we've seen uh, the Mavs play Boban a little bit more. There was some iffy calls going in the Clippers' favor yesterday. Um, like the foul on Boban, that one was a little sketch. Like uh, he wasn't doing anything. And then there was another one where a Clippers player was out of bounds and they threw the ball at him, which should be out of bounds Mavs' ball since the Clippers player is already out of bounds. And then it hit him, and then it hit a Mavs player, and they called it out on the Mavs player. That was a little weird. We'll see how the refereeing is for Game 7. But this has been the best series so far, and I hope we have another great game for Game 7. Uh, I do have to say that I'm siding a little bit more with the Clippers just because it looks like Luka is getting a little tired. He doesn't have help. I don't blame him. He needs help. Um, but, yeah, make sure to watch Game 7. The Lakers lose game six, 113 to 100. They will not be a repeat this year. Um, they're not going to go back to back. In the end, the AD injury was too much to overcome. He tried to play. He tried to give it a go. Uh, it was just not there. It was evident since the beginning that he could not move, that groin was going to be a problem. And five minutes in, uh, trying to defend Booker, he re-aggravates it and he can't play. And... The Lakers just came out super flat. It was very disappointing. In the last podcast, in the last episode, I said, it's going to be very evident if the Lakers are going to win or if they're going to lose this game by the way they come out in the first, with if their energy's right, if they're hustling, if they're playing scrappy defense, and they weren't. They were down 36-14 after the first quarter. You could just tell things weren't going to go right. They tried to make a run in the, in the third quarter. They cut it down to 10 points at one point. But they just didn't have it in them to 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 bring it back, to bring it all the way home. Shout out to Chris Paul. He deserves this. Uh, I hope the Suns go deep because Chris Paul deserves the championship. I don't think they have enough to win the whole thing, but we'll see how far they get. Shout out to Booker, uh, a assassin, a dog. He He was the best player out there. He completely 22 points in the first quarter. Ridiculous stuff. Just putting that team on his back. 
when the Lakers were making a run at the end, when it was like a 10-point game, 13-point game, when they were lingering, when it looked like they could pounce, that they could come back, Devin Booker, you know, closed that book, shut down that door, and said, nope, you guys aren't coming back. We're not going back to Phoenix. Let's end it right here. So props to him for a ridiculous, stupid, amazing game. It was so good. Uh, Devin Booker has arrived. And for the Lakers, it looked like LeBron wasn't 100%. He had a couple drives where he looked like the old LeBron, but there was definitely uh, too much. He was too passive. He looked timid to attack. Some people are calling it father time. I think it has to do more with the injury. It might just be my optimism, but he was the MVP, the leading MVP candidate when he got hurt. And he looked explosive throughout the season. He looked good. He, he looked like... He was the same old LeBron, and since he's come back from that ankle injury, he hasn't been the same. Um, so for that, I think I think the Lakers really need the rest. It's going to be good for them. That short offseason since winning the championship in the bubble and the shortest offseason in NBA history. I think it's the shortest offseason in any American sport uh, in history. So it took out the Lakers. The Heat couldn't get it done either in the East. And uh, now... We'll see who the Lakers keep going forward. Is Schroeder going to stay? What's going to happen with Kuzma? What's going to happen with Drummond? There's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, personally, I think Kuzma, he needs to get it together. He had an awful game. Uh, the eye test is not there. He's, he's been regressing since they've traded for AD. Um, so we got to see what, what happens with Kuz. Schroeder, he didn't show up at all when we needed him. Uh, but the the Lakers kind of kind of have... Uh, they don't have a lot of moves to be made. They trade a lot of assets for AD. The, the cap, they're pretty much at the cap. So we'll see what Palinka does. And Palinka we trust, but there's not too many moves. So Laker fans, don't be surprised if Schroeder comes back. Don't be surprised if we still have Kuz next year. I know there's a lot of jokes going on there that Kuz is going to go to China because he, he's terrible. But don't be surprised if if the line if the if the roster pretty much looks the same when next season starts. Um, I am curious to see which free agents we pick up, if any. But they're, they're, we definitely need shooters. When we were making that run, it was a bunch of twos, not too many threes. Uh, so uh, A couple of threes here and there could have really sparked, could have really uh, energized the Lakers to really come all the way back. But there just wasn't enough shooting on the court. LeBron wasn't healthy. And the Suns were just good. Uh, they were making a lot of shots. So props to the Suns. I ho- we'll see how far they get. They're a very exciting team. Uh, their coach is he's he's an awesome coach. I'm rooting for him. And Devin Booker, he, he's easy to root for. I hope I hope he goes deep. Uh, he he mentioned Kobe that Kobe was in the building, and I mean he might have been. Uh, he was he was one of uh, Booker's mentors. He looked up to Kobe. Kobe really liked Booker. He talked great about Booker. So it, it didn't surprise me that Booker showed up in an elimination game and dropped 40 plus points on the Lakers. Uh, these future NBA stars are here. They're starting to make a name for themselves. I'm talking about Booker. I'm talking about Trey Young, Luca, Jason Tatum. It's 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 nice to see, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, for the Lakers and for the NBA, um, hopefully LeBron looked this way because of the injury, and not because Father Time is finally starting to beat him. But we'll see next season. The Lakers are gonna enjoy this long off season, and we'll see how far the Suns get. It was it was a good series. Before AD got hurt, before Chris Paul got hurt, towards the the end, it was the Suns. Suns went three in a row, and that's that. 
Terry Scott is out as a Portland head coach after nine seasons, after exiting in the first round four times in the last five years. Terry Scott is out. I think this is the right move. Nothing against Terry Scott. He looks like he's a good head coach. He looks like he'll probably get a job somewhere else. But they need they need a they need to go in a different direction. They need someone else. They need a different voice in there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, who ends up. Getting that new the head coaching job is going to be coveted. Uh, I think anybody would want to coach Damian Lillard. I think uh, they're saying Jason Kidd is one of the favorites. They're also talking about Chauncey Billups. So we'll see who gets it. Whoever gets that job, their main priority should be to get some defense in that team. I think that's been the number one struggle for that team since since forever. Like they had, they could score points against anybody. Lillard could take over any game. But that defense is just not there. It hasn't been there. And my fear is that they won't be there. Uh, so that's not just on the coach. That's on the GM. They need to make some moves. If it's Trader McCollum, then so be it. Like, he's a great player. I like McCollum. He could erupt, too. He could have 40-point games. He could. He's a 20-plus-point scorer. But he's kind of undersized. Lillard's definitely undersized. So they, they leave a lot to be desired on the defensive side. Having two undersized guards is never good, Even, no matter how many points they could put up. Uh, they need a legit third option. Melo, he's good. He, he can score, but he's getting old. He can't be a reliable third option if you want to have championship aspirations. They need to look through the market, see who they could trade for. And if they don't get it done, then we might be looking at Lillard asking for a trade in the next two, three, in the next year or two. He has four years left on his contract, so he's not. I don't believe he's going to be living leaving this offseason. I think he's and he's loyal to Portland, but. If if he's out, he's been out in the first round for the last five years. They just fired the head coach, or they parted ways mutually. But they're getting a new head coach. If this new head coach can't get it done, if they make some moves and it's still not enough, at some point Lillard's going to be like, all right, it's not working out right here in Portland. I've been loyal. I've been more than enough loyal. I've, I've you know, I re-signed with you guys. I gave it as much as I can. But at some point, I got to look out for myself, not just not just the city of Portland, not just the the team that drafted me, but I got to go, you know, I'm chasing a legacy. I want to be remembered as one of the best, and I need a chip. We all know players get ridiculed for not winning a chip. We see the, the treatment that Chuck gets. Uh, Marino, it's not just basketball, it's in football too. Marino, he could have been regarded as the greatest ever if he, had, if he got a couple chips, but he couldn't. A chip is very important, so Lillard, he probably is going to give it another shot with this new head coach. They're going to make some moves, hopefully, to, to rebuild this team, to add some defense, and we'll see what happens. But I think time is ticking for the Portland Trailblazers. Time is ticking. You fired your head coach after nine years. Yeah, like these, these, are, these are the signs of a, of a desperate team, desperate measures. Like, you're firing your head coach. I applaud them for not just sitting there and, like, saying – like all right, we're just going to run it back. We're just going to run it back with Terry Scotts again, same team. Like it, it might have been a little too late. Should have, they have done this in the last few years? Maybe, but we'll see if Jason Kidd or whoever is the new head coach is able to take that next step with the with the Trailblazers. Because I'm I'm telling you, the time is ticking on Lillard. He's loyal. He's he he loves Portland. You can really tell that he loves that fan base. He loves that team, and he wants like I'm I'm 100 percent certain that he wants to stay there his his whole career but there's going to be a point where he, enough is enough and he's going to want to win so best of luck to Portland and whoever takes up that that head coaching position um I hope they do well 
not too well because I am a Laker fan. But if not the Lakers, Lillard is a very easy player to root for. So we'll see. Uh, who do you guys think the Portland Trailblazers are going to sign for their net for their next head coach? And do you think Lillard's going to stay there his whole career? Do you think he's going to leave in the next few years? Let me know down below or on my social media. But that should be it for this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It was a quick episode. Just wanted to touch on some basketball topics. Wanted to uh, touch on the Lakers. And uh, have a great rest of your day. And enjoy the rest of the playoffs. I'm out.